The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. This is Sports Day. And a very good evening. Dan Menzel, David Wildey, Sports Day SA for Just Quality Home Improvement. If you want to talk to the boys, one 736 736 or text us on 0427154166. Plenty of hot topics also tonight for the Toolkit Depot. Become a Toolkit Depot trade member and get trade pricing every time you shop tools. Bit of a sad night tonight for me. Dan Menzel, who's been so good over summer with bonds and that. But the good thing is he'll be also a regular throughout the year on Sports Day, I say. But uh, it's been fantastic, Dan. It has, Wilds. Thank, thank you. It's been um, great to work with Bonds and yourself over... It's been about five or six months now. It has. You've done the long haul. long time. But, um, no, I have absolutely loved it. Love sitting in this chair and chatting all things sport over summer. And then we get into the footy this time of year, which is great. So And you've kept it warm for Blotty. I have, Blotty. We'll be back on Monday. Hey, I'm looking forward to... We're going to... I've done my AFL predictions. We're going to get your top eight tonight. And I want to see There's who Matthew White has. Monday night in his top eight as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Mine's, you've done yours, I think, done a terrific job too. Mine's not a lot different, probably only one, maybe two teams different in the eight, but uh, I've got one which I think the locals will be pretty happy with. But uh, look, it's good. You can't, as we said, we keep saying you can't put 11 to eight, can you? Oh, it is so difficult. And it's hard enough predicting who will finish higher out of Port Adelaide and the, yeah. and the Crows, let alone a top eight. So I want to talk later about that. Yep. Um, about. Um, who we think's got question, more question marks in the local teams. And it'd be interesting to see who you think's a question mark in Adelaide and Port Adelaide, and the same with me. And what I've come up with, though, there are more question marks with both the local teams than perhaps a Collingwood or a Brisbane. The guys have been up there for a while. Without a doubt. Collingwood and Brisbane are the clear, clear favourites at the moment. The two grand finalists from last year started their match simulation, and Collingwood were very good in the preseason game. The other night, we'll get on to Melbourne and Carlton, which was last night as well, and we'll get into the footy. But I think it's time for the hot topic, and there's been a bit of cricket in New Zealand yeah. today. Isn't it funny? Um, I played golf today at Tetri Gully, and a few guys did not even know that cricket was on. I'm not surprised. Now, it's not on the it's not on free-to-air, is it? So no. it'd be on Fox Sports Fox or whatever. Fox Sports. So, you know, is there enough publicity for the, for this? We, we knew, obviously, we're involved in sport every day. We know Australia going to, to play over there. In New Zealand, they play the T20s, but a lot of people just don't know it's even on. But it was a great day for Cameron Green. You've got the scores in. Australia were in big strife. On a, on Wicket was doing a bit too yep. in Wellington, but Cameron Green, who bat number four, came to the rescue. He did come to the rescue. The Australian selector's decision has been warranted and absolutely backed up again to play him at number four. He's made 103 not out in a day where Australia made nine for 279 and you mentioned it. They were in trouble. They were four for 89 when Travis Head, unfortunately, got out for one. And then even a little bit later, six for 176. So it looked like they might struggle to make 200 uh, throughout time, throughout the day. And to make it to 279 with nine down, 300 on that pitch would be, in Pretty my opinion, score. a very good score in Wellington. When you win the toss in New Zealand, you do. You bowl first. And that's what New Zealand did. They won the toss. It was overcast as well was overcast. Henry was very good. You you mentioned last night there, Quicks, who would actually be playing because there's no Trent Bolt. 
Southie played. He didn't do a lot. Number 68 off his 20. But Henry, 4 for 43 from his 20 overs. Moved the ball quite nicely. O'Rourke's the other one that we mentioned last night, who are the new up-and-coming pace bowlers for New Zealand. He's he's their young gun who bowls with heat. Bowls at 145, 150 kilometres an hour. He took a couple of wickets and caused some issues as well for the Aussie batters. So a good day one of cricket, as you mentioned, on a green wicket. I think Australia will be the happier side, though, after day one. Yeah, it, uh, Travis Head, all, all eyes on him, obviously. He's been had so so many highs, but he's had a few lows. Coming off naught, a pair of uh, noughts in Brisbane. Uh, for, both first ball, weren't they? They were. And yep. made one today. He was out for one. And Alex Carey, just waiting for Alex to get really going. As a keep, his, his glove work's been outstanding. Out for 10, but as you say, a difficult wicket and... Mitch Marsh made 40, but it was really Cameron Green that was a beacon today. It was Cameron Green that was a beacon. Steve Smith looked pretty good at the top of the order, but he's 31, but couldn't go on. Same with Usman Khawaja. But Cam Green, here he is. This here is Cam Green's 100. And Cam Green with two balls to go in the day's play is on 99. O'Rourke bowls to him. Green cuts. That's goal for Cam Green. He cuts the boundary and brings up his century. For this day, for this test, but for the future, this is the coming of age innings. Cam Green kisses the badge on his helmet and he stands triumphant, promoted to number four and he can't keep the smile on his face. And his grateful teammates rise to applaud. Yeah, I think it could be the making. Um, He's been batting six, sometimes seven and bowls a bit, but... He's a beautifully correct batsman, and to get a chance, he's got time. As he says, he's got more time just to settle in a bit because he, he he's very a very orthodox batsman. He's yep. not a you know a guy that just smashes it everywhere. He can do that, but he he does play very straight, which was required on that on pitch wicket. in Wellington, and well called there by SEN's own Jared Waitley, who. He's arguably the uh, the busiest man in the world at the moment. He went over to the Super Bowl. He's now covering calling. some K's, isn't he? He's covering uh, some frequent flyer miles. So he's calling that game and he'll be back for the AFL season. But, uh, yeah, look, if Cam Green didn't play today, I'm not sure they would have made it past 200 and New Zealand would have been in quite a nice position. So we, we'll make around 300 tomorrow and, and expect to bowl New Zealand. You'd hope to bowl New Zealand out on day two tomorrow, which will start again. Local time here in Adelaide at 8.30. What do you make of um, Marnus Lavishane burst onto the scene when he when Steve Smith got concussed in the ashes? He came out and batted beautifully. Then for the next two years, at one stage, ranked number one batsman in the world. Just dropped off a bit, hasn't he? Whether they've worked him out, I'm not sure, but he's had a lot more lower scores in the last two years than he probably had in his first two years of, of batting. He could do no wrong. I know he got dropped a lot early too, which was a record, I think, amount of times opposition put him down, but... Just going through a bit of a lull, isn't he? Oh, he's going through a real lull at the moment. He, do you know what his strike rate was today? No. 3.7 was his strike rate. He made one run from 27 oh, deliveries. Not good. He's in a world of pain at the moment. And as you, I guess, see externally with Marnus, he would be wearing it and overthinking it. Oh. He's, he's like Steve Smith where everything, they, they just play over everything in their mind. Cricket, it's just cricket, cricket, Can't cricket. Can't let it go. Can't let it go. He is getting out at the moment and not making any runs. It's be it would be stewing on at the moment. If you're the coach, you'd have to be there'd have to be some sort of psychological element at the yeah, moment. Yeah, and those guys do worry. They think about it twenty four seven. I was thinking about Travis Head, who wouldn't be as worried, but you wouldn't know whether Travis is in form or out of form when you get out first ball or second ball or third ball. You haven't really had time to adjust, so hopefully he can um, 
get through the first couple of overs. It will be starting to weigh on his mind. You get a pair, then followed by one. It will a little bit, but because of what he's achieved the last 12 months, the pressure just isn't there. He'll be he'll be frustrated himself, and as you said, he'll be weighing on his own mind. But in terms of any of the other pressure around him, it won't be on him like it would be on a Manus or even a Steve Oh, Smith. he's liable to come out and bang a 102nd dig, isn't he? Correct. So, look, Australia are in a really good position on at Stumps on day one. Melbourne, The Melbourne Demons are in a pretty nice position as well after their preseason game last night against Carlton at Ike. On Park. Look, there's more question marks. You mentioned Port Adelaide and the Crows, which we'll talk about later on. There has to be more question marks on the Blues after last night's game. 10-3-63 Carlton. Melbourne far too good. 15-11-101. A really good win. And uh, we might have listened to their skipper, Max Gorn, who was in scintillating form last night. Uh, yeah, no free kicks out of the centre bounce today. Normally there's one or two ruck free kicks every game. So... That's good for fans. It's good for rucks. We get pretty frustrated when we, when we give away free kicks. Um, I've got to work out the 50-metre one. Apparently, I stepped over the line by a metre, so that's been in for a while, so I should know that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we use our arm a little bit to protect our knee, and a lot of rucks get in, injured knees, so I think it's a good thing to be able to keep rucks going. Yes. Yeah, big Maxi. Big Maxi there, who was, he was the best player on the ground last night. He yeah, kicked a couple of goals, 24 disposals, 30 hitouts. Isn't it amazing when you take out, for a ruckman, when they are the number one banana and you don't have to worry about someone else, you don't have to play in the forward line, how much better they play? We're seeing it with Tim English, we're seeing it with Rowan Marshall, I think we'll see it with Brady Grundy this year. He was unbelievable last night. And, uh, What's Melbourne, he, 32? He'd better be 32, wouldn't he? Yep, he's, he's 32, same yeah. age as me, so he's 32 years of age. Uh, he is not slowing down, which is big for them. Uh, they look like a lot of people have written them off. A lot of people who've had them out of the eight right now might be thinking a little bit differently after last night's game. It is the preseason, but they look good. You know, the one position that worries me in my... Um, when I look at my top eight would be Carlton. I'm yep. going to give that uh, a bit later, but Carlton are the ones that... Uh, well, they, they got a few and injury on the back of last night. On the back of last night, and they got a few injury concerns. Walsh, Williams. There's a, a couple of guys that are going to be question marks for round one. I think they're still going to be good enough with their list profile, but yeah, they're not going as well as people might potentially think they would be at this stage. Uh, Port Adelaide and the Crows. Well, if you don't know, Port Adelaide plays Fremantle tomorrow night at Albert and Oval, seven thirty. And the Crows they take on the West Coast Eagles at Richmond Oval at two forty. So get along to those games before we get into round one. If you want, you get to go see Harley Reid play his first yeah. game of footy in the preseason here in Adelaide, and then round one will also be in Adelaide for Harley Reid when they take on Port Adelaide. So you might go along and get to see the number one pick for a couple of weeks in a row. Port Adelaide, they, they look like they're going to have a pretty strong team heading into their match against Fremantle tomorrow night. Ken Hinckley got asked about their lineup and what it will look like for their game against the Dockers. We'll be as close as we can be for, for round one, um, which uh, will include all the, all the people that are available for us. I mean, Todd will be back that didn't play last week. Todd and Drew, who basically did play, who didn't play last week, will play tomorrow night. And then, without going through every player, I think they were the two major changes that you'll see from last week. We'll be as close to a dress rehearsal of an AFL game as we possibly can. And we'll play 23, 24 players max, I'd say, throughout the night, given no injuries, because we'll always be mindful of um, if we lose a player or two, we won't overwork players either. Yeah, Kenny Hinckley, Kenny Inspire, Port Adelaide. Uh, opinions that inspire. Sometimes it is Ken's. Thanks to Kia, the new refined seven seater Kia Sorrento. 
Kia's largest SUV available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Hey, a big show coming up too, Dan. We've got Chase Jones, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Chase just starting to cement his side. Taken a while, 76 games, but he's in there first 18. My top eight. Oh, looking just forward gave, to this. Well, I just gave you a little snippet with Carlton. Not sure about them. Thanks <laughs> to Lumo Energy. Australian-owned and supporting communities for arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. And more of your calls for Just Quality Home Improvements, the open line, one 736 The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian... Sports Day SA, David Wildey, Dan Menzel, Malcolm Blight, back on Monday after nice break for Malcolm. And he'll be listening to Just Quality Home Improvements. If you want experts in, or they are experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof rest- restoration, repeating the score. Australia at stumps, 9 for 279. Cameron Green, his second test, 100, batted beautifully after one stage of a 4 for 84. He did bat really well. Now, I believe, Sammy, we've got some texts. Got a few texts. Malcolm will be fresh and raring to go after the longest break in human history. Minus 1 of 27, batting at 3. Not since Dirk Wellham have I seen such a terrible knock. And uh, I love it when AFL teams have had six months to prepare and they still come out looking like shambles. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose next week, Sam, too, we'll be having all the teams. It's round zero. Teams will come through Thursday night and we'll follow Wednesday up. Wednesday night as well? Yeah, yeah. David, what year did Dirk Willem play? Willem would have played, I reckon, in the late, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, don't look at Sammy and I. I'm not sure we'll be across this one. <laughs> he wore glasses when he batted. Made 100 on debut, I'm pretty did sure. Dirk, New South Wales huge captain. Get if that's true. Um, Sam can check that up, Dirk Willem. But, uh, yeah, he was a stodgy sort of player. You like Mike Brilly was the one that uh, English captain back in the probably early 70s. And, he, like, he'd make five of about 100 balls. He was terrible. But, uh, yeah, we, we spoke about Lavishane. Just just the gloss has gone mm. off Marnus, hasn't it? And he'll he be – he won't he'd – he'd have sleepless nights. So I reckon Steve Smith doesn't sleep at all. <laughs> uh, quickly, one of only two men to score hundreds on first class and test debut. Wow. Dirk Wellham. Yeah, what year was it when he debuted? Was it late 70s or? His debut or early was 80s? early 80s. Early yeah. 80s, yeah. 27th of August, 1980. Yeah, wore the glasses, Dan. good memory. Oh, I was, you know, growing up with those wow. young men, growing yep. up and watching them, but yep. uh, love my cricket. Hey, what about the weekend headlines? Like this little segment for Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Just find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. All right, so certainly for the weekend, upset for the weekend and the prediction for the weekend, Wills, I'm going to let you take the new, new ball first. What is your certainty for this weekend? Well, I think, um, and you sort of talked me into this, you thought getting around 300 on that deck in Wellington is a pretty good score, and I think our, our bowlers are, are better than theirs, and probably so to our bats. And so I think Australia... Even though they haven't made a lot of runs, I think they'll win the first test. Yep, I like it. I agree with that one. My certainty is Adelaide and Port Adelaide will both win. After not winning their match, Tim, it was a draw. I think they'll both get wins against Port Adelaide against the Dockers and Adelaide against West Coast this weekend. You're upset for the week. Well, I'm stuck with the Reds and Carl and the team have let me down. Carl Viet, good lad, good coach. Had a real first time he's really had any sort of issues adversity, I suppose yeah. adversity is a good word but I'm, I'm just hoping they can uh, beat Wellington and, and get the three points because they've only won about 
think, one or two of their last 12 games. That would be an upset because Wellington are currently sitting on top of the A-League table. Yeah, well, you've got to go for an upset. Without a doubt. Yeah. It'd be a great upset. It's probably so. a pretty poor call when I think about it. <laughs> well, mine's even poorer. Uh, is it? Poorer. I'm not sure I actually believe this, but I hope it happens. My upset is... Mac Verstappen, the F1 is back, yes. won't win the first Grand Prix on Monday morning, 1.30am, our time here in Adelaide. I'm hoping, Wilds, I don't think it will happen, but I'm hoping he doesn't win. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's more we hope rather than the likelihood. <laughs> good for racing. If he doesn't, I'm not sure I'm taking the field over Max, though. Just saw Travis Head getting out again, outside off stump, uh, caught, caught in the slip. So out for one there for Trav, but as you say, he's a... He can be a world beater. Um, we're up to prediction for the week? Yes, your prediction. Well, me. mine's a little bit like yours. You had to your certainty. I, I think both SA sides will have big win, big wins. Big wins. Over Frio and uh, West Coast. Probably 30, 30 plus, 40 plus. I think Frio, Frio will be more competitive. Yep. And I'm tipping Jason Horn Francis to be the, the best man on the ground for Ooh. the Port Adelaide game. So we know Butters and Rosie in terrific form, but I reckon the Hornet. He's going to be the best man on the ground. I like that prediction. Uh, I'm going to go to the power as well. And I'm going to say Ivan Soldo will cement his round one spot with a solid game tomorrow night. The reason I say that is he takes on Sean Darcy and Luke Jackson. Jackson. Arguably the hardest duo, rucking duo in the competition. Uh, look, I think he'll play well. Ken has mentioned that potentially both rucks will play. We'll have a listen to what Ken did say about Sweet and Soldo. Yeah, potentially they'll both um, get an opportunity tomorrow night to have a run around and um, we'll do that again. There's one of the flexibilities in our game that we, we know the position that rucks have to play all year uh, to protect them a little bit and give them an opportunity to um, you know, own the first position. They'll both get a little look tomorrow night. So they're only going to play 23 or 24. Yeah. So they'll play two rucks in there. Now, they're not going to be resting forward, I wouldn't have thought. So it's going to be a genuine showdown between the two to see who gets the nod I believe Soldo will get it, but again, it depends how they go against Darcy and Jackson tomorrow. Yeah, what do you make of um, Van Soldo as a plays premiership player now? Yep. He's, to me, he's an old-fashioned sort of player that he's not flashy, takes the odd mark, um, he just balls in all the time. and Yep. Uh, maybe a little bit like a, like a Lysette, the same old-fashioned, balls in, not overly skillful sort of player. Yeah, well, the competition and recent history suggests that that's all you need. Lysette's a premiership player. Darcy Cameron is the premiership player from last year. And Toby Nankervis. Is like a Riley O'Brien for Adelaide just bashes in and Correct. crashes. It's the, Max Gorn's won one flag in the last five or six years. But, yeah, we haven't seen the likes of Grundy when he was at Collingwood didn't win. So most of the premiership teams in the last 10 years haven't had a dominant Ruckman. So Port maybe Port don't need what I'm probably trying to get out here is they don't need a dominant Ivan Soldo. They just need a good workhorse type Ruckman. Geelong have done middle. it with Blixarv, Stanley. Yep, Stanley's done it for the them. One, the one I like, Dan, coming up, I um, don't know how, what his height is, but De Koning for Carlton. Yep. He just looks to be a lad that could take the game apart. Incredible. Just real quick one before we get to a short little break. On the text line, I'll miss listening to Dan. Oh, thank oh, you sweet very one, much. I appreciate it. Dan's wife just texted no, Well no, done. No, no, no. Someone else's wife. Oh, no. I, I agree. <laughs> but he's going to be on. It won't yes. be lost, that's for sure. Um, we've got a big show coming up. Uh, that score again, if you missed it, Australia 9 for 279. But New Zealand have to bat tomorrow. It's going to be 
It's going to be a tough one, isn't it, for them too? It is going to be a tough one, um, but looking forward to it. Also, your top eight next. I'm looking forward to this. Well, bit of pressure me. David Wilde, yes, that's me. The top eight, thanks to Toolkit Depot. Members get trade pricing. Sign up today. We've got Adelaide's Chase Jones. Looking forward to speaking with Chase. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And your calls and texts for Just Quality Home Improvements, the number 1300 736 736. Chase Jones not far away. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Sports say Dan Menzel and David Woody lost in the wash. The new refined seven-seater Kia Sorento, Kia's largest SUV, available now at your nearest Kia deal. Hey, just quickly, the, the scores again. First day, Australia were in a bit of trouble. Cameron Green, a nice century. What was the final wash-up there, Dan? Nine for 279. Australia finished at stumps on day one. We know that New Zealand sent them into about, I think, 300 on that pitch in Pretty New good. Zealand is a good score. And um, Travis Head's gone naught naught one last three and... and Pity Alex Carey couldn't get going too. He was out for 10. But uh, all in all, as Dan said, a pretty good score. Hey, just to close off, I uh, really enjoyed working with you, the, you know, both throughout the summer and the last couple of weeks. But Port Adelaide and the Crows, we've both got them fairly close we in do. the eight. Um, the question marks over players. This is really interesting. Well, I, hang on. We don't know your top eight yet. We've been, I've been waiting for this now? all night. I've been waiting for this for two weeks, Woods. I want to know who you have in the top eight because I've done mine and it is such a hard task. That's a very fair point. That I want to know who you have in your top eights. No drum roll, Sam. No, Sam's going to be nothing. All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'll, I'll give you something. Now, here we go. Sam said I'll give you something. Has he given me anything? Mm. I. Oh, jeez. All right. Here's my top eight. All right. Do you want it from eight? I'd like it from eight down to one, yep. Okay. In eighth position, the Port Adelaide Football Club. You've got them in, okay, yep. In seventh, the Adelaide Football Club. Ooh, okay, keep them happy. Number six, I've got the Demons, Melbourne. Yes. Number five, the Swans. Yep. Number four, Carlton. Yes. Number three, Collingwood. Yes. Number two, Brisbane. And number one, the GWS. Giants. Wow, that is a massive call. I mean, people, it is. people have been big on the Giants this season, but I'm not sure I've actually heard anyone put them on top of the table. I like the call, Will. What we should do is, um, we'll, we'll, I'll give it to Sam, he'll put it in the vault, and you're going to be on every Wednesday. We're really looking forward to that throughout the footy yep. season. And we'll just see how we're going. Your yeah, eight v my eight. I agree with your bottom Bottom few too. I think you've uh, picked that really well. So we, if if I, if my um, math is correct here, we've got one different side in the top eight, and I've gone the Gold Coast, and you've gone the Adelaide yep. Crows. Yeah, and I know what you say about the Gold Coast draw. You're right, but I think Adelaide uh, Adelaide can kick a lot of goals. They so, can kick goals. So I had Adelaide at nine. Do you have a team that is the stiff team to miss? I've got Adelaide as the stiff team to miss. Now the St Kilda is the other one I really wanted to put in. Do you have one that yeah. stands out to you that you don't have in there? I've Is it the Gold three. Coast? I've probably got three. Okay, who would um, St. Kilda, Bulldogs, and the Gold Coast. Okay, yep, fair. And well, I think we both agree Essendon a little step behind. Yeah, I agree with that, and we don't quite have Geelong in there. Okay, so, all right, you've got Adelaide ahead of Port Adelaide. I have. I have Port Adelaide a couple of spots ahead of Adelaide. Okay, so I've got question marks. Look, there's question, question marks over both teams. Obviously, the you know, particularly Adelaide haven't made the eight for a long while, but I think they're up and coming, emerging, some of these Port players that I've got a question mark about have been around for a little while, and they haven't got the 
the job done come finals. They've been, in fact, smashed in a couple of finals. So you've obviously got Port Adelaide ahead, but I'll, I'll give you a few players in Port Adelaide, I, I think, um, just worrying me a little bit, okay? Yep. For different reasons, whether it be injury, um, like, like Charlie Dixon to me, is always a question mark because he doesn't get on the on the park. Yep. Fair, I think McKenzie also he plays undersized down at full back. He's had a few injuries as well and getting on. I agree he's a question mark. I don't think he'll have to play undersized this year. Will he will he still make this side with with other two in? I don't believe he will. Okay. All right. Um, then I go to Radicalia, I think massive question mark. I know Porter um, putting a lot of faith in and I hope he goes well on his day, a wonderful player. That's on his day. Zerk Fatch haven't seen enough of, so I'd say question mark. Hasn't been able to make the Essendon side as a permanent fixture, and yet they have been no good for quite a while. A McEntee as a small forward doesn't get enough of the ball for me. Yep. He just plays his part. Probably a bit like uh, Murphy of Adelaide. They play the role. uh, Again, comparing the two clubs, I think there's a couple at Adelaide in Murphy and um, in Mick Henry as well that play a similar role that are question marks as well. Yes, I'm not happy with that. I think Burton down back is a question mark. He can be good or, or bad. And Ollie Lord, um, haven't seen enough of him too. And you can throw George Yardis in, just uh, hasn't done enough in his, what, fourth or fifth year. So they, they, there's a few for me. Yep. You go to Adelaide and let's have a look at yours. Yeah, well, if we have a look at Adelaide, uh, to be completely honest, Wilds, I've got a question mark on their whole defence. I, I am a little bit concerned about how they will stand up against the best teams in the competition. Brody now, Smith? Well, Brody's a rebounding, running defender. So he's not going to be someone who's going to lock down on someone. And so he's not necessarily going to be the one who's going to stop the opposition from kicking goals. He'll play his role. But if we move away from that, and if I compare it to a Collingwood, a Brisbane, a GWS, who they have to stop come finals time or even in the home and away series season, Nick Murray is a question mark off the back of an ACL. It's not easy to come back off an ACL, particularly as a key defender. And that will be mid-year. Yep. Butts is obviously another question mark. He look he's progressing nicely, but he's still not a bona fide key defender. Worrell is another one that they're talking him up, and he's had a good couple of pre seasons. Can he get there? Um, Mike Lanning is only a second year player. Now I think it's still a question mark. He'll be a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but Future if captain, if he's playing on Bailey Fritch, I'm not sure that he's going to stop him from kicking a bag of goals. Okay, uh, Wayne Malira as well. His best is good, but there's still a question mark on whether he well, will then, then remain you say fit. Same thing about Burn Jones. He's been yes. Up and down. If all I look the time. at Port Adelaide's back line, I don't have a question mark on Alira there. That is one already that I've got over the Crows. Uh, and Dan Houston. Houston's back there, so that's the Brody Smith argument. Bergman as well will play back there. Uh, and then Radical Leo, I think the upside's there. There is a question mark there, no doubt. But, um, yeah, I've got more faith in Port's back line than I do in Crow's back line at yeah. the moment. And a simple reason but is don't, a couple of guys are coming off in a, a key injuries. But then again, Crow's forward line looks far more dangerous than Port Adelaide's. It does, however. Well, yes, I wouldn't say far more. I'd say it does look more dangerous well, depending on how kick, many they can get. Kick more goals than anyone else last year. Yes, this is where I'll disagree with you, Wilds. When they have Todd Marshall down there, they have, if George Yard is fit, Dixon, and then they put Rosie or Horn Francis in the goal square. I think that's a pretty potent forward line. And the centre square for mine with Port Adelaide is stronger. There's no question marks in there for the power. Yeah. Zach I think, Butters, Rosie, Houston, yeah, if he runs through their Horn Francis. I think the problem with Dixon, and Mar- I love Marshall as a player, but he, he's always been injured. Uh, Dixon's never on the park. Ollie Lord's a question mark. I, I agree if you can get a Rosie or a Horn Francis playing you know, up forward, that's fantastic. But what it is showing, we, we both believe, 
uh, both clubs have a lot of question marks, which means, and we, we were comparing them to, to Brisbane, yep. to Collingwood, yep. to Melbourne, to these. So that's why I, stu- I still see both of these clubs behind those top four or five. Without a doubt, and completely agree with it. And I think that's why that they are teams that are around the, around the eight and around the mark. I've got one other point for you, Wilds. The Crows were outstanding in offense last year. However, Wilds, they played West Coast and North Melbourne twice. They did. Last season. Tex kicked a lot of goals last year and a lot of goals against those teams. Their offense still very good. But that might not have that same draw this year, which they don't. But they did kick goals also against Brisbane and Collingwood. They did. Two of the top sides. Without it, Adelaide's offense last year was um, it was elite. Let's not let's not get confused on that. It was very very Do good. Do we agree though that the clubs are fairly similar in where they're going? You've got Port Adelaide just in the eight. Yep. And you got the Crows just out of the eight. I've got them both in the bottom of the eight. Yep. So I think we're sort of agreeing in, no, a, no, in some I, sort of way. I think we completely agree with where they are at. Uh, Again, I made this point when I picked my top eight and where I put Port Adelaide. I think Port Adelaide's got the most fascinating draw in the competition. I think they will be 5-0. and yeah. They play West Coast at home, Richmond away. Melbourne at home is a tough one, but it's still at home. Essendon at home and Fremantle at home for the first five rounds. That sets their season up if they can get off to a 5-0 and or at least a 4-1 and winning star. Again, we saw it in the practice game against the Crows. Butters... Rosie, Horn Francis inside with Soldo or Sweet. I think it'll be Soldo. Just I really like their centre square, and I really think that Rosie or, or Horn Francis will kick 30 to 40 goals between them at full forward when they're resting. Who's got the best four? If we go to four players, you got obviously you got Rosie and Butters. You've probably got Houston, and who's their fourth best? Oh, I mean, Alir, Alir, he was All-Australian a couple of years ago. I, I played with Leary. Leary at its best is a gun. And Horn France, a young fella coming up. Obviously yep. and, very good. And then if you go to the Crows, you've obviously got Jordan Dawson as Laird. their standout. Laird. Uh, Rankin. Well, Tex was last year. Rankin's definitely in there. Tex and, was last year. And probably Walker. Yeah. So, uh, look, it's a great argument and it's a great question mark. Which team will be better in 2024? Well, there's going to be different opinions across the season. It's almost been our first fight. We've sort of bit of a bit of feeling there. What do you think of my eight? Uh, you just a bit surprised with the Giants so high? Uh, no, I wouldn't say surprised. I really like the Giants. I had them in fourth. The thing that is always hard this time of year, Wilds, and I've done the same thing. We both only have one team dropping out of the eight from last season. Now, traditionally or statistically, it's at least two teams a year. It's so hard to see which of those teams will actually drop out. I concur with you fully. Here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepare this bushfire season. That's very important, That Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to New Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Yeah, Sports Day SA for Tire Power. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Tire Power, their buying power puts the power in your lane. Well, Dan, our next guest is a, is a great story. He's picked nine in the draft. Took him a while to get going. He's a boy from Longford in Tasmania, I believe just out of Launceston. Uh, now, I've been to Launceston a few times, but not to Longford. And His name's Chase Jones. He joins us now. Hi, Chase. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you going? Are you the most um, famous person out of Longford? Uh, I don't think so. Michael Roach was a oh. great Longford boy as well, so believed to have taken one of the marks of the country. So 
Yeah, um, all, all right. We'll, we'll good, put... <laughs> good little famous name there for you. Your career's still going. We'll put you number two. Hey, 76 games, yeah. eighth in the best and fairest. You've really come on in leaps and bounds. Uh, must have really enjoyed last year and too, that, uh, that nasty ankle injury late. Yeah, no, it was good uh, Good to get started, get some forward into my game. And uh, no, it's definitely a bit annoying when the injuries like that uh, occur, but there's only so much you can do about that at times. We speak with you every year, and we enjoy speaking with you. you, you you've been on the up and up, and I mentioned uh, you, you had the same draft as Ned McHenry and yourself, and you, you both copped a bit for a couple of years, playing at a pretty poor side. It wasn't a great side, and, and wasn't easy to get a kick, but spoke with Matthew Nix, your coach, uh, a couple of days ago. We had a meeting with him, and asked about both of you, and he said McHenry's one of the, now one of the most popular guys in the club, and and he's loved the way you've gone about it every year. You've got better and better, and your, your confidence is a lot higher. Is, it, is that how you see it now? You belong in that in that side, first picked? Yeah, most definitely. Like It's um, it's a, a tough industry. The AFL, uh, AFL footy is a, a mad mad sport to play, and so much going on at times with the media and just playing footy in general. So it definitely had, took me a little bit of time, but I'm loving my footy and loving loving playing with the Crows and doing what we're doing. Chase, you signed a three-year contract extension with Adelaide until the end of the 2026 season. It must be nice knowing that you've got another three seasons at the club. Do you think pressure-wise it, it makes any difference? Does it release a little bit of pressure to play with freedom, knowing that, yep, I can really continue to catapult and, and, and grow in my career, but I've got another three seasons here to really have a really strong career for Adelaide and be a one-club player? Yeah, most definitely. It's... Um... There's, there's periods of the time uh, of the year where like you're out of contract and get, can get very stressful. So to have a bit of security and that sort of thing, like like I said, I love I love being here in Adelaide and it's um, like it's great to see what we're doing as a group as well. So it's very exciting to see what the next year and a couple of years hold. And so, what did you make out of the match simulation last week against Port Adelaide at Alberton? Not that the score mattered, but it ended up in a tie. What was the takeaways for the Crows uh, in review? Yeah, no, it was a good hit out. It was nice to play against someone that's not your teammates after a few months of off, uh, <laughs> of preseason, that sort of thing. You you play a lot of footy where you you both teams are doing the same thing. So it was actually nice to play against someone that you don't know what they're doing until you're out there a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely a good hit out. And obviously, preseason games there's a few cobwebs to be blown out and also like a few learnings to be taken as well. The other thing Nixie said was the rise and rise of uh, Phil Thorpe. He said, just come on in leaps and bounds. The defenders don't like to stand him at uh, at practice or at, at training. Um, he's just grown up. He's a big boy and he should be set for a terrific year. Yeah, most definitely. He's a massive human. Like, it's actually crazy sometimes how you stand next to him and he's, well, what is he, 20? <laughs> like, like, it's yeah, it's scary sometimes, but no, he's He's going to have a good year, hopefully, and um, hopefully we can keep feeding him the footy as well. Hey, just on your own, the number one jump has never been lucky at the Crows for some reason. Some people love the one, uh, but uh, I think you're the most successful in that jump. Did you choose that or were you given it? Or how did that work? Um, so, obviously, I was with the number 20 to start with, but, yeah, I got got the chance when Huey Greenwood um, moved yeah. away. And, um, yeah, no, I wore number one when I was younger and, uh, my dad wore number one for our local footy club and that sort of thing. So it was always something that I would have loved to have done. And when it became an opportunity, I yeah put my name up for it. Watching your own game develop, um, as we said, your high draft pick, you're playing consistent footy. What what do they want you to do more? What's the next stage for 
for Jace Jones? Is it is it more being a little bit more offensive? Um, you do some great defensive work. You, you I think kicked seven goals last year. Would you like to maybe just get a bit more of the ball on a weekly basis? Yeah, definitely. Be a bit more consistent in that sort of front. But like we've got a group at the moment that there are a few players that probably don't get recognised outside of the team, but yep. very influential for us as a group. So obviously there's going to be periods where that's going to be me as well. So uh, yes, I'd obviously love to take my game, keep going to another level. Like you said, keep improving year on year. So obviously there's periods of that sort of stuff, like being more offensive and that sort of stuff that I want to I do want to improve, but there's also roles in the team that we need to make sure that we're ticking off as well. Chase, you had a decent session today down at West Lakes. You take on West Coast in the preseason game on Saturday at Richmond Oval, 2.40. What is the major focus or a couple of the major focuses for this weekend? Uh, fair to say Port Adelaide probably had the better of you inside the centre square in the match simulation. So is that one of the major focuses heading into the game on Saturday? Yeah, most definitely that contested side of things is where all your ball movement and all everything starts stems from. So that's going to be a major focus like as we start the year up. So, um, yeah, that'll be one thing that we sort of try and keep ticking on. And we saw Isaac Rankin go inside and spend a bit more time inside against Port Adelaide. Just gives you that burst of speed, that energy in there. Is there anyone else we expect to see in there throughout the season? Rochelle is one that's probably pretty obvious, but outside of your mainstay midfielders, is there any other guys you're going to potentially pinch hit inside or anyone else? Yeah, there's going to be a few guys that go through there, like you, Lukey Peddlers, TV, yep. them sort of guys that are going to play different roles for us. So it's going to be um, it's going to be an exciting group that we've got moving forward, that's for sure. Taylor Walker said the best recruiting he's seen. He's 17th year for Big Taylor. I saw him the other day. He looks fit. But tell us about Daniel Curtin, Charlie Edwards, Oscar Ryan. How have they looked on the track? Yeah, they're going very well. The three of them, they're um, just inserting themselves into the footy life, which is great. And um, like obviously being 18, you, there's so much to learn when you first come in. So I think just getting them to enjoy it to start with has just been great. And they're they're going to show some very talented signs. They've already showed some very talented signs, so it's going to be very exciting for Crow supporters. And Daniel Curtin's a pretty big unit. Yeah, he's going to be... If if he goes, goes anything like Riley Steelthorpe, he's going to be a massive unit as well, so it's going to be scary. Hey, Dan and I spoke yesterday about the Crows' leadership. I think you've got eight on there, and uh, am I right in saying everyone voted yet to pick five players yourself and perhaps offer yourself up to see if you wanted to become a leader? And, We've seen Mitch Hinge in there, Miller Murphy. I think he's one of those players you mentioned that does the sacrificial stuff. But um, is that how it worked? And you, I mean, you got the main guys at the top, but some nice names coming in at the bottom. Yeah, most definitely. That's that's uh, sort of how it started. And um, obviously, when there's a lot of guys that are putting their hands up, like it's um, such a big thing for the club. Like we, uh, there's not just eight leaders out there on the footy field. There's like there's twenty. 22, so we've got to be all leaders in some right. So, yeah, it's very exciting for some of these guys that have been around on list for a while. And a lot of the guys, like you, like I said, that um, have always been showing that sort of thing and to get a bit of recognition is great as well. So, Chase, where is the upside for the Crows this year? A team that more than likely should have played finals last year, no doubt it felt like uh, internally and externally here in Adelaide, the number one offensive team last season. Where is the upside for Crows fans to really be excited about this year? Oh, like you said, our offense is something that we uh, are great at in the league. So definitely want to focus on our defense and make sure that making it hard for other teams to score and little 
in turn will take us our offense even better. So it should be should be very exciting if we uh, keep moving on the flat path. And so take on West Coast, as mentioned, this weekend. We've seen pretty full-strength sides. Collingwood taking on Richmond in the first game. Uh, are we going to see a full-strength Adelaide Crows lineup this weekend? We know that Murray is obviously not there and came with a concussion. But besides that, does it look like we're going to have uh, pretty much a full-strength 22 running around? Yeah, it looks like it at the moment. Um, it's Like I said, there's a lot of guys knocking down the door. So... Um, there's a lot of those guys that might not be in your necessarily your best 22, but they're punching the door down. So it's going to be very exciting um, for what we put out there. Incredible Walker, 17th year. I saw him, he looks as fit as a fiddle. He's a big man. He, he leads from the front. Had that amazing year last year. And uh, you'd be hoping, though, I suppose, that Phil Thorpe and Fogarty and that also step up a little bit more again just to, just to take a bit of pressure off the big techs. Yeah, most definitely. He's one of the... Ever since I got to the club, he's just one of them guys that always just finds a way to kick goals. Like at training and games, it's just he just has a knack and just does it week in, week out. So yeah, it's exciting. And like you said, hopefully Fogg and uh, Riley can keep moving their game forward as well. And just Texas, just an incredible leader in that space as well to help them guys. And one last progressing. One last one on yourself. You've been here a few years now. It's you know coming a boy from Tasmania comes to Adelaide and. You, there's a lot of guys from Melbourne and, and other parts. So how's it been for you? Have you had your, your tough times as well as your good times? You bought a house? I mean, what, what are you doing off-field? Yeah, most definitely there's always some ups and downs in um, footy life. But, yeah, I bought in Adelaide and um, I'm doing some uni and doing, trying to get into teaching and that sort of thing outside of footy, so which is um, a bit different, but trying to make sure that I've got life sorted as well. Now, Chase, last one before we let you go. Woods and I spoke about this last night. Now, I don't want you to sit on the fence here and just say we control the controllables. The question is, would you rather play round zero, like eight of the teams are, or would you prefer to be starting where you are in round one a week behind or a week after those other eight teams? It's Again, I think a lot of people have different opinions. What's just your opinion on it? I want to play, like, I want to play footy, so yep. I think whenever that might be, like, right. I think that we should all start the same, but... That's my opinion. I'd love playing footy in general, so I'd play. I would have played three weeks ago if I could. So. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> answer. It, yeah, no, nah, it's it's going to be good fun when it all starts up again. So yeah, and and Yankel's perfect. I mean, list Frank um, injuries aren't nice. We've seen some people miss a lot of footy. There, you're all back to one hundred percent now. Yeah, no, all good now. Back at training fully, and no, no real worries about it, which is nice. So. Um, you can get into the season and not have to worry about that sort of thing, which is always good. Well, Chase, you're a great story. Love speaking with you. All the best, mate. Have a terrific 2024. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chase. Chase Jones, the number one number there, Dan, has been a curse. No, just about everyone that's worn it previously <laughs> hasn't been able to get a kick, but he, he's heading towards 100 games. Someone's in Tasmania said he was the best kid they'd ever seen. Played early, really, against the seniors early, and and it, it's taken him a while, but I think every year now you see Chase Jones is in that first 18, isn't he? He's picked in pretty well every week. Yeah, he is. And he's he, they're starting to get a real trust in him as a player. I, I think not just his teammates, but also the coaching group as well, which is why he is one that they would put, the magnet would put on the board and they wouldn't move it. You mentioned that Liz Frank injury. I actually uh, did mine about four years ago. So I know did how you? bad they can be and... It is that three-month type injury that, yeah, that, they're not good injuries. If you don't get them right, then they can linger and they can actually impact your career. 
Now they've got some really good physios and doctors that they have access to there. And timing-wise, he's been able to have that little bit longer to get it right over the off-season. So it's good to hear that he has said there's no extra symptoms or issues that he's had there because it is one that definitely can linger if you don't get it right. Is that inside of the ankle or outside? No, nah, at least Frank's in, in the middle of your foot, right effectively. Middle. Yep, so it's right what holds it together. So when you kick the footy, if your list Frank's no good, bang, it feels oh. like your foot's exploding. So I actually played a game with a torn list Frank, but that's another story, Wilds. It's not a not a good injury to have, but it's good to hear that, yeah, they've managed it beautifully and Chase is ready to go in season 2024. Yeah, good to hear. Good story, Jubis. He was maligned, as I said, with McHenry and himself, the uh, supporters, the, the media, everybody had a go, but now he's one of the regulars. Just before we go, a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepare this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to new Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions, available at Bunnings Warehouse. Dan, have a great weekend, and we'll see you... Blighty's back, isn't he? Blighty is back. Welcome back, Malcolm. On Monday night, uh, I'm actually on tomorrow, uh, SEN Victoria and SA just teaming up, so I'll be on tomorrow afternoon for Sports Day. But uh, Blighty will be back Monday, so I'll see you a few weeks into the footy season. Well done, too, to you and Bonds over the summer. Fantastic. I've really enjoyed the last couple of weeks. We'll certainly see plenty of you through. That's it for us. Have a great weekend. See you Monday between 6 and 7. Bye for now. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers.